my super loud headphones? A little. I don't know what song it is, though. Um, welcome to Podcastville. It's a little bit after, it's literally a minute after 2 o'clock, Tuesday, May 17th, on a beautiful day, a couple of days away from it being 90-something and sticky. You know what we haven't talked anything about, so you and excited. I? And there's a third person here today. We'll get to that in just a moment or so. Um, <laughs> a, a true professional. Do you remember where... Do you remember where we left the tease yesterday? Oh, All right. yes. All right, hold on. We're going to start with that. We do have an expert in that. Okay. Uh, globally speaking, not necessarily. Oh, yes. Not, not I remember. He, not here in Toledo. But first, um, the NAMI walk is on Saturday. It is. Yeah, what's your deal for that? So I did just, I just, within an hour, got booked to do a round table on mental health. We're on Saturday morning? Uh, at noon, 12 to 2. So I might skate over to the walk and visit you and then go. I mean, we have a team. So Team MPI. Shout out to Team MPI. Do you know who's on that? Uh, Jade is the steering committee. Okay. So Jade would know better. But okay. I think we have a couple. We are, we almost met our donation target. So. Okay. Um, where's your where's your uh, presentation at? I don't know. In that Off of Jefferson, the Mercy College building downtown or... By the old emergency services building. I think that's down the street from, it's down the street from Unison. I believe so. I have yeah. to familiarize myself. It's super last minute. So Sonia was going to be doing it, but the NAMI walk is Saturday and there's some stuff going on with staffing in the NAMI walk. So Sonia might not be available. So I'm going to step in and I, help her out. I hope she's there. Well, I mean, I won't say it. We could say it off the air. I'll find out on it. Saturday. But uh, yeah, Robin has like officially enlisted me, so I'm I'm hosting. I saw that. Oh, and I didn't tell you this. So, and I warned her today. Um, we're supposed to get blitzed with some nasty weather on Saturday. So I like a good storm. Are you still gonna be here? No. No. Oh, are you gonna drive back in the storm? No. Oh, no. Good. Leaving tomorrow um, at like... Thursday. Uh, that I'll introduce my dad in oh, one sorry. second. Yeah. One last thing. Something else I didn't tell you, and I've put this off for way too long. Um, before, and and we're already starting off on the wrong foot because I'm waking her ass up early on Saturday. Before the NAMI walk, I'm having coffee with Sheena Barnes. Oh, Sheena. I like Sheena Barnes. I've, I don't think we've ever met in person, but we have the same professional circles and social media circles, so she we communicate back and forth. Yeah. That'll be really nice. She's with Senior Centers, correct? I think she's with TPS in some way. Well, she's on the board. Okay. So, yeah, but her... Yeah. her professional role is with Senior Centers Incorporated, who is, um, Shelly Grissom is the executive director. There. She was at the, there was something at one of the synagogues last week. Lucas was on, it was like a diversity panel mm-hmm. and Sheena was there too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll, you'll, you'll find it striking that I've waited this long to get her. You know how I, I talk to her and connect with her most? Nick Comives. Twitter. I'm sorry, I don't know what that mean, word means. Right. So, Twitter. um, my, my dad is Twitter. here. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Eric's dad. There we go. Anything else? Well done, you're good to go. I'm good. You just where's my paycheck? You earned your fee. Thank you. So yesterday Uh, can I just say how excited I am, by the way. I hear stories. We talk and I've wanted to meet you for so long because I just knew you'd be a a fun and I'm already five minutes in. Wait a second. Hold on. Can't talk about family on the podcast. Uh, Got that. Yeah. So we're going to have to talk about other stuff. First so, of all. No family. He has a brother who's very sensitive. Ah, stop! <laughs> stop! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
Hi, Paul. <laughs> the baby's no, 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 I, I, I'm best friend though, so I know you know we don't we talk outside of the podcast. I didn't oh. even, I didn't even think that you just being on the microphone violates that rule. <laughs> fathers can violate rules. Got it. That's why we're fathers. Oh, it's, it's like Russia. <laughs> My dad and Putin, they can do whatever no. the hell they want. Putin can roll into Ukraine. My dad can roll in and talk about family. Well, you'll like the first topic. Um, I think and, I already did. And, yeah. Um, yesterday, we left things uh, with bowling. Yes. You're the bowling expert. Do you have a bowling ball in your car? I do. I knew it. As a matter of fact, I have two bowling balls in my car. So yesterday, so I, I, I'm friends with the food editor of our, our paper here, and she told me that um, she and her group are doing kind of like a spring-summer-long bowling alley food tour. Mm. And I asked her, and she was going to find this out, um, stadium food used to just be hot dogs and junk. And nachos. Now it's, now it's kind of, there's like a an arms race to have better food at stadiums, arenas, yeah. all this stuff. And I, I asked her to find out if it's the same with the bowling alley. She said some places had some pretty good food. One had the best pizza she's ever had in an alley. But it got me to thinking, and this is how we ended yesterday. I'm not going to die on this in, this, in this lane, but Toledo is not a bowling city. No, I would I would agree. Toledo is not a bowling city. We do have an institution within our city that I think is the most famous. That's pretty well known. What? Because I don't know it. Bolero on Monroe Street, right by. Oh. Right, yeah. We're, don't if you lean say closer. What, uh, Bolero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, um, I was gonna say, don't you say it. Uh, it 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 has a mixed crowd, and so you're not gonna get into Bolero on a Friday night or a Saturday. A bowling night. alley should. Um, but okay. you might also be in danger on a Friday night or a Saturday night. <laughs> let, look, no shade to Bolero. I think it's Bolero. That, that, yeah, and I passed that thing hundreds of times because right. when I lived downtown, I would often get off that exit and pass it. And I think I think they at some point they were closed for a while for renovations or something. I believe. But so. this is to my point, and I appreciate everybody who said. Leagues are jammed and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Not one time has any human being in this city in my decade of living here said, "Let's go to Bolero." What? Not once. So, in my defense, I have mentioned bowling multiple times in the last year in my friend circle, but you wouldn't seem like the type that would want to do it. So it's you know my other friends. Yes, let's go bowl. Okay. But it was a COVID was a thing at the time, so we weren't sure if we still wanted to go. Um, but I I love to bowl. It's a it's a good pastime of mine. My my filter would be if if there's if somebody who doesn't do something regularly but they still know about it, then you are that. Mm-hmm. Like you brought up a great point yesterday. It's bad to compare. To bring like the Metro Parks and TMA and the Mud Ends into this, because in a lot of ways, those things have like national, national not, no. not the Metro Correct. Parks, but like there is an active push for this area. Oh, the with Metro, Metro Parks, Parks, birding and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, the mayor. Every time the mayor said we're going to have a Metro Park five miles, like we drank and, and all that nonsense. <laughs> I, but you you did bring up a great example yesterday, and I started saying this when I got the lay of the land like six seven years ago. Great Mexican restaurant town. You can go to almost all of our Mexican places, and it's good. Like I would say, we are a Mexican restaurant town. That's that is absolutely true. And craft beer, but that's a lot of places. I guess you so. can go up to Detroit and there's craft. Dad, are there a lot of craft beer places now back home? 
Yes, more than there used to be. Do, yeah. you, do you like craft beer? Uh, I don't drink much. Any, I drink light beer. Uh, uh. You know, I got to stay on, keep on my toes. Yeah. Okay. So muddied with uh, flowers yeah, and yeah, stuff. Again, I'm not dying <laughs> on this alley, uh, uh, but I am. I'm. I'd like to hear more discussion about because you know what, and I'm not saying it's something that people shouldn't do. Go to these places. Yes. I would. I want to see though another bowling alley. Lucky Strike is Ann Arbor has a bunch. Michigan has like Top Golf, but for bowling. So it's not necessarily you're not going to find leagues there, oh, but you're going to find a lot of Friday night, Saturday night people going it's there a to club compare the to a alley. bar. Yeah, that's kind of fun. I don't mind that. I'm not a league bowler. I'm not good at all, but I enjoy the attempt of trying to keep my wrist straight. So I could, you know. Dad, do you have any tips for Alex to be a better bowler? This is coming from like a 165 average right we here. We should bowl. We should. I try if, to get Eric to bowl. If you can, try to, you, you got to lean to the microphone. If you can take <laughs> off tomorrow, you can go bowling oh. with my dad and I'll watch. I might be able to take off early. Okay. What bowling tips do you have for Alex? Hmm. Very interesting. Mm. Find a mark on the lane mm-hmm. and try and roll your ball over that and don't overthrow the pins yeah. will go down if you hit the right spot. I have always wanted to know because most yeah. of us think, most of us non-experienced bowlers, we just do it for fun. You would think the lightest ball you should get because it's the easiest to manage. But I find that heavier balls mm-hmm. <laughs> are the, easy. Because the light balls will bounce off the pins. Ah. A heavier ball will drive through the pins. And it helps me to keep it straight. Now, I, my brother used to teach me, so I would bowl with my brother, Carl. He would take, my brother is 20 years older than me, so he would take me and my other brother bowling. And so you don't line up straight center with the lane. You kind of, I go a little bit to the left because my arm is going to be center. Right? No? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, if if your if your follow through goes right to left, yes, be to the right a little bit. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. So, needless to say, I'm not great, but I do enjoy it. The only thing I will say, and I tend not to be girly, but I always break a nail. I always uh, break a nail. I've been through a nail experience, and I, I can imagine what you go through. Oh, through. thank you, thank yeah. you. I think Mary said. It wasn't a large number. I would have guessed more. And and this, maybe I'll have her dig up the research or I'll do it on my own. For a town of our size, a metro of our size, I wonder if we should have more alleys. I think she said there's only five. There's I no we should. no more than seven bowling alleys. They don't do well here. Philadelphia doesn't have a lot of bowling alleys. A lot of them closed. I can think of three or four in the last few years that have closed. But because of COVID or because people stopped doing the it? declining business, I, maybe. No, I think uh, the business, the declining business, yeah. What else I are think, people doing? I think golf has become bigger. Is there, there's a, aren't they putting a top golf on the boulevard? Yes. Yes, so I think golf has been become very big. Why, why would you throw a really heavy ball when you're drunk when you can just swing a club? Much safer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not, for, maybe for you, but I don't know about for others. <laughs> I've seen some pretty bad um, accidents. Do you, do you know what's? Co- I think it's coming back, and I'm curious to see if it happens. And we should really do this because I don't think we've ever dug into this real deeply. Like I didn't, I loosely knew that you were a psychic, Dad. <laughs> where did I spend a majority of, I guess, my late single digit years and teenage years in jail? I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, but you can tell I, some of those stories. Oh, I, I bet I, I can guess. I bet I can guess. Where have you spent some? I don't know. Where did you spend them? Skating rink. Yep. I knew it. Skating rink. Yeah. We have two here, 
And I see that skating is coming back in some ways, but I don't know if it'll happen here because we only have the two places. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm you wouldn't not. go roller skating with me? Uh, no. And I, I try. I attempt ice skating because in the wintertime, it's a, it's a, it's nostalgic. But I am different in height and size than I was, and so I don't know how to distribute this weight, and I can seriously hurt myself if I fall. We'll get you some training. Things. So I'm not doing it. I have an interesting family story that I can change the names to tell you about skating. Ooh. When one of my family members was like five or six years old. Uh-huh. Was it me? And very shy and very quiet. I said, we have to expand your comfort zone. <laughs> so I hadn't been skating for 30 years. So I put on a pair of skates and was just keeping my fingers crossed that I stayed up. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. The other member of my family went and skated and fell and skated and this fell. This is Paul. This is definitely Paul. Paul is the shy one. After about an hour, he sat there, sat down with tears coming down his eyes. And he looked up at me and he said, Dad, have I expanded my comfort zone enough now? <laughs> okay, so I I remember that. It's not Paul because we can't talk about we family. We can't talk about Paul. Th- th- that was definitely Todd, the third brother, Todd, which you yeah. can ask my dad about yeah. at the racket he was running yeah. against the Major League Baseball franchise. So... Uh, that was this was the other brother because I remember at that age other was, brother. Yeah, I'll let him explain next. So I remember <laughs> that not because of the end of that story, but because at this point I had been at like my peak skating years, and you probably worked there at the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was there Friday afternoons, Friday night. My dad managed mm-hmm. Saturday night, and this was like my trek into it from from being there all the time to working there all the time. And then there was another part of it. So this is like the. This was like phase two of the divide of the other brother where I liked all sports and and everything and was mostly decent at school. And the other brother, the other unmentioned one, didn't like sports and like cars. Mm. So this is where the other divide was. The one brother spent a lot of time at the skating rink. The other one wanted nothing to do with it. That, who's the other brother? We'll call him Paolo. Paolo. Oh, oh, as in we're just, he who has a name. Paolo actually became a pretty good skater and did spend... (laughs) Time at the skating rink. So that's, that's probably not 100% true. <laughs> it took a long time. The three of you were there, three of us were there at the same time. You were faking being a DJ. <laughs> no. Is that I, where it started? I, that's where no. it started. That's where it well, the started. D, the DJ stuff, I, yeah. I was a colossal manager. Yes. And Paul skated Friday <laughs> nights and Saturday nights. And not yeah. when I was, I was gone. It was a family really? I, event. You were there part of the time? Nope. I don't remember him and being he, there. Eric started his career as a skate counter person. Skate counter. Giving out to... smelly skates and taking them back Did in. you have to clean them? Just, like spray them and stuff? No. Nah, there were no spraying in there. Hmm. My first job was at a Nordstrom's. I oh, remember yeah. that. Totsy Totsy. Yeah. I sold dresses. My dad worked downstairs and my brother worked in the cafe. It was also a family affair. That's funny. That is funny. I, can I tell you a story about how I know about female nails? Oh, yes. Wait, hold on. Wait, don't what, stop. Don't tell don't me. You tell stop. Me. I'm the father. <laughs> Why don't you tell the, tell the Todd story? Well, Who's Todd? Yeah, The Phillies know who Did he Todd is. Did Todd have nails? No. The Phillies had a promotion because mm-hmm. the Phillies were so bad that you'd get, I forget, I think it was free tickets for everybody who was like under, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old, Kids. whatever it was. So I had Eric and the other brother, Paolo. Paolo. We adopted him from Argentina. Then Eric got too old, so I invented another brother, Todd, so I could keep getting two tickets. 
for the two brothers, Eric and Paula. No. And those sons of bitches were Barry. so... Were, do you remember when, uh, before um, the Jake opened... Jacob's Field? Yeah. Yeah. Like when seven people went to a municipal stadium. Municipal stadium, that yes. was That was Philly's games. My dad could have said he had 15 kids and everybody would have gotten a free I ticket. I believe it. And Todd got... How long did Todd continue to get mail for? I mean, he got... I t- Probably until you left. Todd's probably going to get a 40th anniversary Phillies Kids Club I believe email. It. We had the Browns when they were in the Indians and Cavs. All when all it was bad. just... Yeah. We had the we Lumberjacks. Do you, do you want to... Uh, I've I've told my perspective, and I think it's pretty accurate. Uh, do you want to do you want to tell the story of me are you finding me in the closet, walking to school, Didn't we do whatever that? else? Or, well, but now it's it's here for posterity. It's recorded uh, forever. Wow. You didn't How, go to school? You were in the closet? Yeah, I told, you, you knew this. No. Yeah, I ran from the school bus. Yeah. <laughs> How old think, were you? Five or six, Mom first was, grade. Was taking you to school or something like that. You got out of the car. She closed the door on my on my arm because I had missed. I had <laughs> ran away from the bus. Yeah. And then I think that was when Mom said she's done with it and wasn't going to take. She went to work and then I had walked home and you came back from almost getting to work and you said we're going to well, walk I, to school. I think I was at work. Came home. It was an hour and fifteen minutes <laughs> from work to home. I came in the house and I had to look for him. <laughs> He was closet. hiding in his closet. <laughs> so I grabbed him by the there. arm and said, come on, buddy, we're going. And we walked, and school was like... It wasn't that far. It was a mile and a half, at least. It was a couple miles, but yeah. it wasn't... And yanked him into school, and there he was. See. So- so you just ran to the closet because you were upset? Well, I figured he'd never find me in oh there. Oh, my gosh. Got to get up pearly, pretty early in the morning to fool Dad. How about, uh, how, how about when I... <clears throat> I was in the neon, and because of that blind spot going down Hoff Street to Tomlinson, yeah. this cop oh. almost hit me, yeah. and she wrote the ticket wrong. Now, granted, I didn't have my seatbelt on, yeah. but she wrote the ticket wrong, and you, you like threw away a friendship with a guy, a sergeant at Philadelphia Police. He knew you from the skating rink because yeah. she wrote the ticket up wrong. All right. Do you remember that story? I do. I remember it well. Mom says I'm you glad were like, we're talking about bowling, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that was deleted. This is, yeah. Eric somehow got to the corner of uh, the street, and it was really tough to see. In fairness to him, cars parked right up to the edge, so you really had to pull out a little. Was he driving? See. He was driving. So he's of yeah. driving age, okay. So a cop stopped, gave him a ticket for going through a stop sign. Mm. So- I called the precinct mm-hmm. and I said, this is a very difficult corner. Mm-hmm. It's, you really have to pull out. Mm-hmm. This cop should not have given him a ticket. Mm-hmm. So they said, okay, we're going to send the supervisor over to talk to you. I knew the supervisor, but here's the thing. It was a real cold day and I'm standing outside waiting for the supervisor. The supervisor and the cop got together and parked about a half a block away and just sat there while I was standing outside waiting for them. After a while, they just pulled away. Oh, I forgot yeah. this part. So I went to the police station and spoke to the captain. Uh-huh. And it turns out that the ticket that the cop wrote had Eric going... Into oncoming traffic. The wrong way into oncoming traffic. But I turned right and went into, into the far, far lane. lane. Which was impossible. So the captain got real pissed at the cop. Okay. 
And normally they say to you, well, go complain in court. And yeah, all that stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cop ripped up the ticket, the captain. And he said, do you want to rip up the ticket for the seatbelt that he was not wearing? And I said, no, he's got to pay for the seatbelt that he wasn't wearing. <laughs> Which is like 25 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I was more worried about him than anything else. Yeah, so. You know, that's good, though. Yeah. I, I, I got a jaywalking ticket when I was. Uh, there you go. 14, 15. That always seemed like a myth. No, it's it's real. And and my mom, ha- we have really bad memories about it. I was 4th of July and I was walking in a neighborhood, in a suburb, in a neighborhood, not on a busy street. And I was walking with a girlfriend of mine and we were walking around because we were too young to drive or to get into any trouble, 14 maybe. And a cop rides up behind us on a bicycle. Okay. And he says... I've been observing you ladies for a couple blocks and you've been jaywalking. And I said, no, that's not true. And he said, you were just in the road. And I said, well, I was just in the road, but that's because somebody was mowing their tree lawn and it was, they or watering their tree lawn and the water was going across the sidewalk and I didn't want to get wet. It's the 4th of July. I'm a black person. My hair was done. I didn't want to get it wet. Like I, didn't, I spent a lot of money for that. So I walked out into the road and back into the sidewalk and he says no and we couldn't argue with him we couldn't disagree and sent us to court and i had to do community service for the rest of the summer really? my wow. parents came so my parents came <laughs> to court you know they were so upset with me and i said i promise i wasn't doing it i, I w- was not doing it and i didn't even get detention I, I didn't get in trouble at all i didn't get detentions i didn't skip school i was too scared of my parents to do anything bad like, and here God, you are God. A, a chronic law violating <laughs> yes. jaywalker and we went to court and the judge was like uh-huh both your parents are here huh as if both my parents are not in my life thanks miss and then, <laughs> it didn't matter it didn't, i think the cop even showed up and i'm like all of this to give a 14 year old jaywalking community service i had to pick up trash at carnivals for the rest of the summer <laughs> on saturday morning <laughs> And, Awful. Now, and now, look, you've gotten your life straightened out. Awful. That life of crime just passed you by <laughs> because you learned a lesson. First it's jaywalking, next it's murder. Yeah. Big Watch jump. out. That's how Ted Bundy started. That's how Dahmer started. Oh, my God. Can, um, I, can I tell you my story about the nails? The I want to hear about the nails. Okay. <laughs> In my younger days, a couple years ago, I was umpiring girls softball. Oh, nice. I played softball. Did you? Mm-hmm. And girls, it's a, it's it's a different animal than guys. It is. You know, guys pat themselves on the rump and straighten their crotch mm-hmm. and all that. Girls are a little more dainty. Mm-hmm. So I was umpiring and I had a catcher in front of me. <clears throat> and pitcher throws the ball. And next thing I hear is this catcher. catcher she's maybe 13, 14 years old yelling, stop the game, stop the game. I thought she was dying or, or pregnant or, or something like that. All the girls came running in, and what was it? One of the pitches broke her fingernail. Like the whole thing? The whole thing. Was it a fake nail? It was a real nail. Oh. And everybody came around, and they were commiserating him, and I'm an umpire trying to get the game going, and she's there freaking out. I broke my nail. I broke my nail. I, uh. When you're a guy used to guys you know, <laughs> cursing and patting each other in the rear end, and I, I have 10 girls all around this catcher. Because she is, broke her finger. It is really painful. It does. But it, as a guy, what do you do? I stand there. I'm saying to myself, what is this? Like, girls, what is girls, this? come on. Girls, come tough it out. Come Suck on. it up. 
You can't say those kind of words. You 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 can't. I I mean I legitimately broke my finger one one year senior senior year of basketball, and my coach, older male, took my finger and he said that's not broken and shook it around. Yeah. Took my finger and just yanked it around and said it's not broken you'll be fine and shook my finger and I went to the ER the next day and it was actually broken and I was out for the rest of the season I couldn't play because I had this contraption on my hand you know what and a guy would have taped it up going back out there and nothing would have happened in my defense I was ready to quit I was tired I didn't want to do it anymore (laughs) don't tell my coaches you wanted to get get back to your jaywalking (laughs) yes Yes. I was Um, tired what other uh, potential questions do do you might have for my dad Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. I mean, so. <sighs> you should know this. I have answers for everything. So They may not be right. Except except our Argentinian son, Paolo. Paolo. Uh, Paolo. I believe it because this one gives me pretty sound advice and shares a lot about the advice he received from you. Do you want to reiterate some of those? He's trademarked them. What are they? Like a penny saved is a penny earned. Well, no. Uh, an empty People m- think that was Franklin. That was you. Uh, yeah. And it was Barry. An empty mind is the devil's playground. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, time, uh, youth is wasted on the young. Agree. I, I am of Barry-isms. age. I am of So I'm younger than Eric. I'm of age where I agree with that 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but yesterday, on yesterday's episode, we were talking about my financial dilemma. Hmm. Right? I am a millennial. Right in the middle college graduate that means i have loads of debt do pretty well professionally right i cannot get a house to save my life just can't just can't and now as i'm renting apartment and uh, renting an apartment i have my lease renewal and i have to go month to month because i'm getting married in J- october july october mm-hmm. and um instead of getting gifts because we have things we want cash to help us with our home down payment mm-hmm. And the system says it has to sit for three months before you allow, you're allowed to use it. That means I have to go month to month in my apartment until it's my accounts, the banks say we're ready for you to buy. Mm-hmm. My month to month fee is $1,300. That's oh. $400 more than what it would be if I signed a 12-month lease. What? And, and, and you, he always talks about the sound financial advice and the economy and how to plan and what to expect. But am I wrong in thinking this is baloney? Like, this is insane. Well, I'll leave you this before we break for commercial. <laughs> we don't have commercials, so just keep going. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. This guy that you're marrying? Yes. Get rid of him and marry a richer guy. <laughs> That's, that's my that's my it advice to you. Yes. Very pragmatic. <laughs> yes. Thomas I mean, will understand. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas would understand. Just I, keep him on the side. <laughs> I told, keep the rich guy on the side. No, 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 no keep Thomas. Thomas on the side. Some rich guys might like that. Yeah, but your your purpose could be a here, sugar baby. Yeah, your purpose is get a house, <laughs> yes. get a rich guy. Whether you love him or not, no, it's irrelevant. Yeah, you'll have Thomas on the side. I mean. Just let the rich guy have something yeah. on the side, too. Get your house. There you go. Yep. I, I just thought of something. Uh, something that we wanted to talk about. Um, we talk, this is where, this is when we have the podcast, with no commercials or anything, we can talk about all the awful things that are happening. <clears throat> um, and yesterday it dawned on me that Alex being smacked, so 30, 30, 30, 32. 32. So she's in the generation that's gotten nailed with everything, where 9-11, the recession... Now the COVID and now this nonsense, and 
to compare that to when you grew up where yeah other than having to hide under your desk because of nuclear fallout <laughs> time times were generally pretty good um and we've talked about how there's lots of awful things happening most of it because of covid and I've t- i think i've told you before i don't the it just feels a lot worse than any other time because there's more people telling you that what was it like when you grew up cuz as i remind her and others yeah, it's awful that there was another Buffalo shooting the other day, yeah. um, racially charged, and these things seemingly happen all the time. That's the mindset behind terrorism. After 9-11, we thought every building we were in was going to get destroyed. You had to grow up in an era where you had nuclear drills. How was it different when you were a kid growing up from what we experience now? I think things were just a lot slower. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have internet, and you didn't have Twitter, and you didn't have all this mass communication that people just could jump into and you you know that kind of thing we did have vietnam which was a major major issue i mean when i went to college there were shootings on campus by the the national guard wiped out four people that was kent state kent Kent state State, yeah Uh, there were frequent uh bomb threats that were sent in i went to penn state and at least three or four times uh buildings were closed classes were canceled they canceled one semester early because of bomb threats uh now at that time i was in rotc they uh threw windows and broke the build uh, the windows at the uh, the campus but but things were just slower now everybody's on top of each other mm-hmm. uh like i explained high tech is not for me my idea of high tech is a mechanical pencil <laughs> now, you know, the guy 3,000 miles away is your, your best Packing friend. Him, well, yeah. And so it's just how a much, slower pace. How much did it cost for you to go to, to Penn State? Because unfortunately, as people her age are finding out that I, I, all, all yeah. the, the, it became a business more than ever at a university mm-hmm. where, I mean, I think I looked a couple weeks ago. It's now like twenty grand a semester at Temple, and it was like five when I went. What did you pay to go to college? I think it was probably less than a thousand dollars. But you know what? Everything. Well, I used to ask my parents about things. My mm-hmm. father, my, my father grew up during the Depression, and he used to tell me how he'd get up three o'clock in the morning and help his uncle deliver bread, yeah, which cost like three cents a loaf. Mm-hmm. You know that that kind of thing. Everything. Everything my parents evolves. went through the Depression. They mm-hmm. went through World War II. So every age has its own thing. Probably 10, 15 years from now, there'll be something else and they'll come to you and say, gee, you had it easy, Mom. Yeah. Agreed. I do do agree with that. And I think that's what kept me pretty level-headed yesterday. I'm not mad at the world that my rent's $1,300 a month. I understand that it's just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just life. I was of the generation from 2000 to like 2000 and... I don't know. When did this start to change? 2016, where you didn't really have to go to college, where they started pushing trades, yeah, and et cetera. Yeah, yeah. I'd, say, I'd say after the middle of the last decade. You know, and I, I'm pretty sure tra- we talk about this on the podcast all the time, and I'm rel- relatively transparent, but my interest rates alone are almost half of my loan. So, you know, I'm paying a large amount, you know, couple tens of thousands and then paying a couple tens of thousands in interest so i have this really big number that i'm paying off but the actual school parts do you speak there were times probably in the well i want to say maybe the early 70s where the interest rates were 12 mm-hmm. percent to buy a house 
So there's also a lot of advantages yeah. that you guys have now that I didn't have. Some good, some bad. You can work from home. I never have the ability to work from home. That's true. You, you've got all these great things that the Internet does bring to you. I mean, I go on and I ask Google. Google, I have a, a sore on my arm. What can I do about it? And Google gives me 101 things <laughs> that I can do. So there are a whole lot of advantages. I guess the way to look at it is to take the good with the bad. It's and, a balance. And you yeah. only see things through your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 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 challenging in a lot of ways, but I, I think it, a lot of it comes back to, like you said, Dad, there's just more voices than ever before telling you how awful things are. And things are really bad. Nobody wants to hear that when they have a dead relative because of COVID or they've lost their job or mm-hmm. how is how is this economic time different dad from the 70s when people were familiar and granted I know this wasn't ever gas station when you had to wait in line and it was an odd and even numbered license place to get gas yeah when you couldn't get gas I mean the price was compared to now it was like 77 cents a gallon but there were lines now you're familiar with this gas station on the boulevard the line went from the boulevard back to Bustleton Avenue. I don't remember that. Okay. No, you don't remember that. But that's a distance of maybe almost half a mile mm. where cars were lined up and you could only get gas, depending on your license plate, on odd and even days. And I remember signs were out of gas, out of gas, that type of stuff. Why was that? Was it because of the gas war? Shortage. shortage. Oh, the shortage. Now, I also remember a time, and this goes way back, and this is something I'll never forget, and it was very eerie. And uh, it was 1959, and my parents decided that we were going to take a trip to Florida. So we drove, and we drove through the south, and I remember seeing signs that said, whites only. Uh-huh. Very, very eerie. Because in Philadelphia, yeah, you had racism all over the place, but not to the extent yeah. that it was in the south where you saw uh, whites only signs. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. So and- things... Not Change. even not even knowing what towns you could drive through and which ones you yeah. couldn't, you know, which oh, ones you'd be chased out of. I I felt I when I stopped when I was driving up from Orlando and I stopped I probably stopped in the wrong place or I went through it and it was the next town over. When I drove up from Orlando to move to Saginaw, I stopped in Valdosta and I could feel the racism and anti-Semitism. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a town in Ohio that um, when I was 18 to 22, I had a girlfriend that went to Ohio University, and that's three, four hours south of here, three, four hours south of where I was living at the time in Cleveland. And there's a town just past, and I didn't know, you know, where it was. It, you know, now I explore all parts of the state sometimes, sometimes. And, you know, it was known when you drive through that town, don't stop to get gas. And this was in 2008 and 2009. They're like, just don't stop in that town to get gas. It is the town that Hawking Hills is in, and I didn't even know. Mm. And so I was just camping in Hawking Hills, what, two years ago? I mean, look at I that. I was scared, but <laughs> I did it. You know, but there's certain parts of Perrysburg, probably more the township than anything else. But I'm sure some township people come into the city where everybody is welcome and hangs out. Well, I live in the township. I, I, I know that. I know <laughs> that. But, Dad, with things as fierce, on politically speaking, that's, yeah, you can close it. With things as fierce and feisty, like w- there was no one ever like Donald Trump before, and and since he came along, he created people all across the political spectrum are as loud as him. Has there ever been anything like that in your memory? Like was Rich- Richard Nixon would be the closest? Con- uh, uh, yeah, it was always alleged that Nixon was uh, anti-Semitic, but 
I never and really I just saw mean it. it's like loud and fiery. Yeah, oh. And Reagan was an actor, but like a, a decent human being. And yeah. he, he was governor of California. Yeah. No, I think Trump is a, an entity and within himself. <laughs> and I have my feelings about him. I think he has gone a, a whole long way to uh, create this situation. And my feelings, and I hope I don't get shot or anything like that, is that uh, there has been an undercurrent in this country that has not been brought out that I think there are a lot of people mm -hmm. who would just like to see America, the United States, as white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, that's period. What, that's mm -hmm. what this kid, I learned a new mm -hmm. word today because of this kid, accelerated, accelerism? Yeah, it's it, it's all with the, uh, some of, oh God, the, the, the. I have not heard that. Yeah, I have to look it up. I just read it this morning, but that's what this, this kid was, was all about. And people I seem to forget it. that a lot of these people, they were immigrants from the yeah, Irish, yeah. the Italians, the hard times, the Jews. When they came over here, they were all ostracized mm -hmm. by those who were, quote unquote, the original Americans. Mm -hmm. So they seem to forget a lot of this stuff. You know, uh, it's cliche to say that the Indians are the only the ori only original Americans. Mm -hmm. But that's the feeling I got from Trump and his band of God knows what. Here's a quick paragraph. The idea is called accelerationism. Um, and violent white supremacists like the Buffalo Shooter see it as their best chance to stop the so-called Great Replacement, the notion that the West white population is being replaced with non-whites. That's scary. Uh, it gets better. Hold on. A deliberate demographic shift often blamed on Jewish cabals. <laughs> it sounds like it's out of a movie. It is. I mean, but it's, but it's true. And I think that beyond this dummy this kid that did what he did and and likely filled his days and his minds and his and his thoughts with all this hate and searching on the internet and watching fox news and doing all of these things there's people everyday people um that may be more likely to support someone like trump that would bring forward the argument of you know, disagreeing with diversity and equity, D DEI mm -hmm. initiatives. And they're like, why do we need to have DEI initiatives? That makes someone special. Or why do we need to have affirmative action? Or, you know, I knew someone that got really upset that there were other opportunities for women and for people of color and like engineering programs. And they're like, but mm -hmm. your opportunity is taking from my opportunity. And they, the understanding of, you know, there's a reason that these these programs and these initiatives and these things happen, and you're ignoring all of that just because you might lose an extra seat. Does that make sense? It, and and it's, those, it's that mindset that is also just as dangerous. Are you going to go shoot up a grocery store full of black people? No. But, you know, you may get behind certain messages and missions and things that are like inserted into social media by the russians well, I sh you, but you, you know and i may be wrong with this hard to believe i know but w when they had those charlotte that charlotte situation a few years oh, ago the church 2017 the yeah. Char charlottesville that, charlottesville charlottesville were there oh marching. yeah weren't they good marching? people on both sides yeah. yeah weren't they marching in part saying we shall not be replaced jews shall not replace yeah, us yeah that what type they said. of thing yeah and the yeah. same could be said for Muslims and blacks. Mm -hmm, I mean, there are those mm -hmm. people who are just look at them mm -hmm. as fringe elements in this society. Now, fortunately, most people don't, but there's a whole lot of people out there that uh, that do. All these organizations, the, the whatever the brothers or the whatever else they are, or the QAnon, the Proud Boys, Proud Boys, yeah, more yeah. than we care to admit. I think. Yeah, I don't Absolutely. know if you watched, but 
the Pennsylvania primary is today. Is it's kind of a big deal. They have the super mega black lady. Yeah, and who she was, was the product of rape. I saw. Um, I think it was Fox News or something was. Um, Finding every single picture of her at the insurrection and posting it all and over the like they news Trump network. and his people like don't want her to win because she'd lose easily. Mm-hmm. And then John Fetterman is that his name? Yeah, he's uh, kind of an interesting Democratic guy. You look at him and go, "There's no way he's a Democrat." Yeah, he is, mm-hmm. and he just had a stroke. But I don't think I think he's uncontested. Oh, the with the chin, election? With no, the chin strap, he looks like a wrestler. He's six with, foot the chin, eight. with the chin strap. Yeah, bald guy, big yeah, white guy. He's just got, yeah, I, I, I actually thought that yesterday when I saw his picture. I yeah. would not have guessed. Dad, I think he's running for the Senate and he's, he's unopposed. <laughs> no, he is opposed. He's, Connor Lamb. Yeah. But I think he, he's he's pretty sure to win because he's a lieutenant governor, right? Yeah, well. Yeah. I think he's ahead whether he'll win or not because he had an incident, I think it was 2013, where he pulled a shotgun on a black kid. Oh. Now, they never gave a reason or I don't know the backstory to it, but then... That's going to be something that if he wins, the Republicans story. are going to jump on. Oh, yeah. So they, they think of all it. kinds of stuff. If you see the advertisements in Pennsylvania. It was bad here. Mehmet Oz, he's a rhino, Republican in name only. And uh, if you see the commercials for uh, McCormick, he's got his mother there. But they call her Annie Oakley. He's sitting there with a shotgun. In her. Oh, my I mean, God. The commercials nowadays are so ridiculous. Have you seen J.D. Vance? The J.D. Vance commercials. No, I haven't seen so that. he was in the. I think he won, he did win he, a couple weeks. ago. He was ago the hillbilly the, elegy, the author. Yeah. So his 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 ads. So the ads that he is paying for. He starts and he goes, "Are you a racist? Do you hate Mexicans? Well, join me." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" It was bad for for every, for a solid six weeks. All these competing Republican Senate ads were running and. If somebody didn't know better, they looked like Saturday Night Live parody they commercials. Did. Yeah, they, they did. Had the, there were two guys. It was Josh Mandel and then this Trump businessman. They were nose to nose somewhere around here. And that guy used that video as a commercial. It was insane. Yeah. Now, and to give you context, he's saying it as in, you know, they want to label us as all these things and we're not. But mm-hmm. let's all join together and get our message across and et cetera. But it's really dumb. I do, though, have a question and it's not related to politics. And I I can see what time it is. Yeah, we got about 10 minutes Your left. Your son is very independent. Uh, Eric or Paolo? <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know Paolo. Eric, yeah, yeah. Eric. Yes, no question. To a fault? Uh, Eric has a sensitive side to him. He does. Yes, he does. He does. And Eric also comes to me for things that you might think uh, others might not. So I, there's Eric that you see, and there's also the Eric that you don't see. Yes, mm-hmm. he's independent, but he's a caring kid, and uh, we can talk about things, and... Uh, yeah, he's independent, though. He is. But what I always do, and we do it on the show, and we do it when we're texting or if we're out and we're doing something together, I always encourage him to continue to keep him, put himself out there to meet someone and to, to you know, have lady friends. and to take have another his, dog? Take, no, <laughs> no. And to take your time. And I think the thing I say the most often, and I will say I've seen a lot of growth here, is normally if something is going on, he's like, oh, no, I can't deal with this. I can't deal. I'm not interested in just, yeah, yeah move on. I said, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And, you know. Well, wait, Dad, you've been here now. Has it been 24 hours? So can you tell that I'm not tired anymore? 
Yes. Yeah. Like since- I know at six o'clock this morning he was up to go to the gym. <laughs> oh my god. No. Up before six. But let me say this. He as, texts me before my alarm goes off most of the time. Let me say this as a father. Mm-hmm. I wish he would find someone too. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to have love, to have, you know, you, you have in the beginning, I, my theory, lust, mm-hmm. and then it settles down Agreed. to relationship, comradeship. Who can afford a house? And <laughs> For me, it's who's going to be in the bathroom but first. But it's always nice to have someone now, now that I'm getting older, mm. and I saw like what my parents went through. Thank God, my mother had my father because she passed first. Mm-hmm. My father had me. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Eric have somebody so he could interact and have someone to care for when he gets older. Because you know, when you're younger, nothing ever is going to happen to you. Mm. Nothing. But take it from me. Now that I'm over twenty. <laughs> things happen. Well, I mean, you both look like you got a ways to go. You look well, good. Well, we hope. But I mean, you too. Well, I'm a little younger than him, so I have. Actually, my my aunt my aunt is here, and my aunt is a three year old puggle. Yeah, <laughs> Luna. Luna. That's right. But yeah, from a father's standpoint, I, I'd like to see him with somebody because I'm not going to be around forever. I've come to that conclusion. Right. And it's nice to have someone who you can count on, someone you can talk to, someone who can you can rush to the emergency room if need be, <laughs> that type of thing that you don't expect when you're young, but as age creeps up, these things kind of, you know, happen. But it's it's damn hard. It is hard. It's yeah. hard. I don't think people talk about that enough. And I think that's, from from my perspective as, as a good friend of Eric, and I've been in my relationship now six years, so I feel like long enough mm-hmm. and to share. I'm like, it is, it is hard. And it's those moments where it's really hard and you would normally like, yeah, goodbye, I'm leaving, that you don't. You just don't. There's one yeah. where you just don't leave. You know, you bend mm-hmm. and when something gets out of place, you communicate. Mm-hmm. And say, my, my girlfriend all the time tells me, you know, you don't listen to me. <laughs> So finally, I came back with. The Why re- do I believe with, that? With the retort, I listen. I just don't remember. <laughs> so, but you know, so you got to communicate mm-hmm. and talk about it. Sometimes have a sense of humor, that mm-hmm. type of thing, and 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 maybe have a dog or two to get in between you. Well, know, he's got of, those. Yeah. So, but things don't last forever. So you just have to realize that, and things change. My body is letting me know I'm not <laughs> a youngster anymore. Okay. So are the bowling pins. So are the bowling pins. But uh. they, them I can curse at. Me. <laughs> curse me, your I body, don't too. Be kind to your body. No, he has to be, yeah, kind, be kind to his to body. body. Yeah, the what pins say you? Nothing. I'm trying to think if there's anything, any other childhood things. Are you avoiding our topic? No, 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 no. But we're oh. running out of time, and I would just want to make sure. I do remember. Do you remember? I Do you remember when mom took me to therapy, somebody out in Southampton? I was a little boy. The guy kept falling asleep. Like the Hamptons? No. no. Southampton is like a I suburb. I remember taking you to places. It was like on Old York Road. Yeah. Yeah, I was there with you. Why was I there? Because you're a nut. Well, besides that, <laughs> Eric was, was a very, very quiet kid. No Maybe. one will believe that. Yeah, very and, I, and, I, and you know I still am. You're pretty ambiverted. I mean, yeah. you like to say you're introverted, but I feel like you turn it on. And turn As a it kid, off. he was very introverted. I was concerned about him because he used to sit by himself when we played ball. 
He sat by himself. He was the best player on the team, but he would sit on the end of the bench all by himself. So, yes. Got him in therapy. Yeah, got him in the therapy. So maybe this is the end result. It took 40 years. Yeah. A little delayed reaction. I still don't want it. I'm exhausted when there's like after a day. Like there was something recently I was surprised I wasn't more tired. But it still takes a ton out of me. Was it the wait night? It might have been. No, no. Maybe it was. It was a busy day. I almost. But it takes it out of me. But but now I can now I can like focus it. And when you're a kid. You you have to be at school. You have to do the after school. Like I can now place myself, and I now know better than ever where to go and where not to go. But uh, the expectation. I mean, as kids, as adults, can what was that? Someone yelling. Oh, as adults, do we go to work at eight? We leave at four thirty or five, and that's our day. But kids, up at you know six a.m. in school all day, out of school, then daycare, then you have to do your homework at night. I can't imagine working all day and then going home to do work. And imagine if you're an introvert Mm -hmm. and you're placed in a world where Mm -hmm. you have to come out of that, even if it's just to answer a question in school or anything like Uh, that. That can be stressful. Yeah. Because it's taking you up like Paolo and his comfort zone. Paolo. And his cars. Yeah, and his cars. How, how stressful that can be. He was way more oh, shy yes. than me. Like I, and still is. Yeah. Like I, I found. My, oh, Paolo, we're talking about here. We're not talking about the other brother. So, <laughs> like, I began to find myself, and it was always easier for me because I was like my dad said, usually one of the better ones at sports. I had my growth spurt uh, before everybody else. The Argentinian boy, <laughs> if. He didn't order. My dad, my his adopted dad said he wouldn't eat. Whether we went to McDonald's oh, no. or to, and it was to get him out of when a shell. When did he start making his own doctor's appointments? Never. Okay, we still didn't go to that. We're doctor. not allowed to talk about yeah, any okay, family yeah, member yeah, but you. That's true. Me. There yes. are things we can talk about you that are, you know, like like I took him. We went to three schools. He selected Towson. Oh, this is a good one. So we went down there for orientation. Which one? Towson. It's in Baltimore. Uh-huh. Just outside of Baltimore. I'm going to kick butt at this school. That's kind of how he put it. And he didn't come home the night. Come back. They gave us a dorm room yeah, for orientation. Yeah, orientation. He didn't come back. He wound up with some other guys or something. So I'm sitting up the whole night wondering who kidnapped him. But he kicked such a butt at Towson that he transferred schools the end of the first semester. I did that too. If I'm being honest, I went to Cincinnati. Well, then he went to Temple. Uh-huh. Partially. Well, let me put it this way. <laughs> they, they know. <laughs> yeah. I, I was enrolled. He was enrolled. <laughs> and he doesn't tell me till the end of this, after I've paid tuition. And all, oh, Dad, I'm getting all Fs because I didn't go to class. Wonderful kid. A wonderful kid. And then, I did that And then as on well. the timeline, I was out in Detroit. Out in Detroit, yep. Ah, yeah. uh, yeah, came stuff. to me. And then and the said, career started. Yeah, and now look at him. Successful. He's actually mm. reverted back to where he was when he was a kid. T-shirt, shorts, and a hat. It's his thing now. You know, but but in the community and with what Eric does and with people who know him for this, you know, and it's, it's what he does. But he will go up there in front of a mic or on TV or with the news and advocate and talk about mental health and, yeah, radio. But more advocacy is, is your thing now. Being a voice for people. Activism. Mm. It's very good. The voice of Toledo, so to speak. Uh-uh. There you go. I, like I tell you, I didn't mean Towson. I meant Toledo. No. Same amount of letters and a T. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, why did we go south instead of west? 
My geography was very bad yeah, back then. Yeah, it was then. really bad. Yeah. And you were in Florida. Did you go to, from Detroit to Florida? Home, Detroit, Orlando, Saginaw, here. Home in Allentown, Detroit, here. No more. What about Monroe? That's here, too. That no. counts yeah. as here. That's here. That, that, Viewing that's here. area, yeah. 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 And then he met me. When are you leaving? Because Crystal brought you in, I think, right? Leaving where? Well, I thought after you met Alex here, you were going to move again. No. No. no he wouldn't staying? dare. He wouldn't dare? He oh. wouldn't dare. No, Robin. That was either great. Okay. Robin. Right. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Dad. Do you have any final parting wisdom? If you keep doing what you're doing. That's another one. You're going to keep getting what you're getting. <laughs> a stitch in time saves nine. Uh, in for a penny, in for a pound. I don't think I said that. Just take it. Sounds like a butcher or somebody like that. that might have said <laughs> He's that. like, no, I wouldn't say uh, that. That crosses pa- the line. An, a pound, an ounce of care is worth a pound of prevention? No idea. Yeah, that's a, pr- that's a pretty good one. Yeah. But I, I, get, yeah. I, I don't think I told you this. I've, some, like, I've gotten to the point in my life now where I can dispense knowledge because I have I have lived a lot. And it got me to the, and, and it had me look back and go, man, if you wrote a book before you were 30 years old and you were succe- and it was successful, yeah. you lived way too hard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. But now, now you're you're a man, an independent, knowledgeable Mostly. man, the voice of Toledo, or so he says. I don't, I don't say that. No. You know, I, and I know we're wrapping up though. I had a conversation with my mom yesterday. I'm in that. I'm at that age where my mom is still momming me in some ways, and she's she'll lead the conversation with, "Well, I know you're not a dummy, <laughs> but." And I and then I usually will respond back and I said, "You got to let me be the person you raised me to be." There's it's the dynamic that's oh, difficult yeah, there. Dad, when were you when did you and maybe mom have the feeling at some point like this is going to get ugly? Like <laughs> there's some trouble. Was it when I was stealing? Oh, you were stealing? Oh yeah. You got oh, picked Eric. up or pickpocketing at a sports Sporting goods store. Of course, it was a sporting goods store. Yeah. Was it sweatpants and t-shirts? It was a wallet of a wallet. all things. Oh my the god! I, the irony. So I stole something I didn't have anything to put Did into. It have Velcro on it. Yes. Oh my god! So I'm sitting here with two criminals, a jaywalker <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a thief. Petty thief. <laughs> But I, I did bring you all those pretzels and water ice from Rita's. Did you bring pretzels with you? Yes, uh, thirty of them. I and he heard... had the nerve to say, "I think you brought more last time." <laughs> That was a hi, Dad. I missed you. Yeah, that, that was, was his it. version of that. Well, well, yesterday, uh, I think I called him around four o'clock, and he said he was home. I didn't hear any barking, and at that point, I just thought oh, the pretzel, the pretzels have been frozen. Oh, I'm well, excited the, to try these. The only pretzels. reason he really wanted me out here was for the pretzels. Oh, he can Facetime, so I mean, I'm very excited. To I be can here. Facetime. Yes. So you got the wrong one. Well, <laughs> no, no, right. no, no, I'm no, shutting no, this no, down. No. Mechanical pencils. FaceTime is me looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs>